Kaleidoscope, an instrument containing mirrors and pieces of colored glass, when rotated constantly, causes a change in sequence of elements. A podcast that resembles light, a space to have contemplative and reflective dialogue, so we can become the high-quality men and women we were designed to be, and discover how to begin a journey of becoming all that you are designed to be. You are the kaleidoscope, and we will bring the narrative. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the ninth, right? The ninth ninth episode of Kaleidoscope Narrative. Welcome back. Uh, It's been a good week. It really has. And I'm never alone in studio, as you know. <laughs> I'm always with T and J. It sounds like it should be some product, right? <laughs> a cologne, T and J. <laughs> Hi, T. How are you? I'm good, Jay. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How was your weekend? Well, the weekend was a bit more relaxed. Uh-huh. You know, this week it was a bit more relaxed, chilled at home, mm. just with family and yeah, just took some time off. Yeah. 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 To reconcile yourself. And and, and, and and look deep into myself. <laughs> exactly. And, exactly. And enjoy where I am at. Yeah. That's good. That's yeah. a good thing. Jay, how was your weekend? Um my weekend was um relaxed and chilled. Uh, actually, I'm trying to actually think what I did this weekend and I can't remember. But uh, done, dusted. It was the weekend that was. You took the words right out of my mouth. This is becoming a habit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's becoming a reoccurring theme. Yeah. Nah, it's just, it's been, you know, um, it's fun, it's just, I find that you, you get more, like, as the weeks go, you just, they melt into one. And you, they do. They just yeah. find that time just goes. They do. Um, it's quite scary to think that we, We've been going for for nine weeks. It's sure. quite amazing. Mm. They flew by, yeah. eh? Mm. My weekend was good. Um, I went <laughs> I went on a hike, an eighteen kilometer hike. Um, so I've been very sore all over for days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually recuperated today. I feel good, but it was a good weekend nonetheless. Yeah. Today. I'd like us to talk about an issue that affects every human being, mm. T. Mm. Um, and the topic is shame. Mm. We all deal with shame. Mm-hmm. Um, some people de- deal with chronic shame, yeah. toxic shame. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I'd, I'd like us to get into all sorts of um, conversations about the kinds of shames that we deal with and mm. how to heal from them and how to recover. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to cover how can I tell that I'm experiencing oh. shame? How can I tell where it comes from? Mm-hmm. How do I ha- how do I feel about the shame that I'm experiencing? What is the difference between guilt and shame? Because sometimes I think they're very closely associated. Yeah. So I think in a nutshell, on a basic level, mm. shame is the undenying and pervasive belief that one is somehow defective or unacceptable. Mm. Um, the difference between shame and guilt although they can feel very similar, pardon. Mm -hmm. With guilt, there is usually a sense that you have done something wrong. You know, you have gone against your moral code or compass. 
Shame is more a sense that fundamentally something is wrong with you, mm. with who you are. Can we go into the different kinds of shame that people may experience in their lives and perhaps on an ongoing basis suffer with? Mm. Yeah. Um, like, like what you mentioned earlier on, um, I would, I would, I would bring it a little, a, a little bit uh, closer to okay. uh, a couple of uh, cases as well. Uh, shame is, it's an un unpleasant, self-conscious emotion, mm. which is typically associated with negativity, mm. and it's an evaluation of self yeah. that brings you to a place of withdrawal motivations. Mm. And, 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 and the feelings of distress, mm. um, exposure, mistrust, powerlessness mm. and worthlessness mm. can grip you, yeah. you know. And so sometimes, as you mentioned, that we all at some point uh, suffer from shame. Mm. It's an emotion that attaches itself to mistakes. It's an emotion that attaches itself to failure places where we think we have failed, places where we think that um, we could have done better. But I, I want to bring it a little closer in, in, in bringing out the, the types of shame, as mm -hmm. you're mentioning. Um, there are four, four subtypes. Okay, let's go into a T. Um, so you get genuine shame. Yes. And this is associated with um, genuine dis disowner. Mm -hmm genuine disgrace or genuine condemnation mm. remember last week or in another episode we spoke about how the devil attacks you and if he cannot convince you to sin he will tempt you to sin and if he can't tempt you or convince you to sin he will definitely condemn you mm. of past sin now that is um often the condemnation is often associated with shame and so you get genuine shame where you genuinely feel this embarrassment although there's a difference between embarrassment and shame you feel embarrassed but that is a projection of what is happening within you because shame is an internal um, emotion yeah. But embarrassment is when it is projected outwards. Mm. And sometimes it can be projected by other people towards you. True. Or it can be projected by yourself, you know, mm. based upon what you are feeling inside. True. And so you get genuine shame and then you get false shame. This is where most of us struggle with. False shame is associated with uh, condemnation um, as in a double bind form. Of, of false shaming. Um, for example, you know, people think that, oh no, he brought that upon themselves or you brought that upon yourself. You know, that is false shame because it will cripple you and yet it probably wasn't your fault. You just trusted somebody enough to get yourself into a situation where they put you out there, they exposed you or something like that. And then you think, oh no, um, I feel shame because 
I went into this relationship with this person. I should have known better. I should have known better or I should have done better or I made the mistake. But that is false shame. Mm. And then you get secret shame, which describes an idea of being ashamed to, to be shamed. That's true. And, and so causing ashamed people to keep their shame a secret. Mm. So walking around, you are filled with shame, but everybody is looking at you and you're thinking, they can see my shame. Mm. This is what then causes uh, some of the fidget factors of shame. Yeah. We'll get into fidget factors and all those other factors of shame. Okay. But that's what causes uh, uh, fidget factors like hiding, yes. like lowering your eyes, yes. lowering your head, yes. um, slacking. Blushing when somebody says Blushing something. Blushing when somebody yeah. says something. And mm. so, you know, those are uh, uh, associated with secret shame. You and know? And I find that secret shame is the kind of shame that keeps the space between people. Yes. It's, it's that thing where you, you, you can never get close to someone, no mm, matter how mm. much you try. Yeah. Because yeah. how can you be in a relationship or how can you be in interactions with people when you're not truly mm, yourself mm. and you will not allow yourself to be seen? Mm, mm. Definitely. And, and a, lot of, a lot of people are actually hiding from themselves. True more than they think they're hiding from other people mm -hmm. to the point that they, they, they no longer can find who they really are. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that is found with identification and self-evaluation. Mm -hmm. Shame makes you evaluate yourself in a different way from what other people even look at you and evaluate you as. You and know? it's always false. It's always false. Mm -hmm. And, and in, especially when it's secret shame, yeah. it grips you, false shame, it can grip you and and then it can it, it then moves on to toxic shame you you mentioned toxic shame and so toxic shame describes uh, a false pathological shame mm -hmm. you know uh, it can be induced uh, inside children through uh, child abuse um, or you know often induced by um, what is known as complex trauma mm -hmm. in children and uh, those children who cannot cope with toxic toxic shame it becomes pathological hmm. and so they are constantly feeling shame they are constantly um feeling like they need to hide you know and and we have always said no no i'm a shy person are you really shy yeah or you're trying to hide from yourself true you're trying to hide from rejection you're trying to hide from um uh, being told you were wrong you know, mm. um, there are some people that are so emotional to the point that they don't want to give an answer or they don't want to voice themselves out because they feel shamed by the fact that they might be wrong. And that, that can become pathological. Mm. And so that usually is induced in p children that undergo abuse and uh, being thrown anger at them and, and all of that. Mm. And... Um, there are so many other ways that shame can manifest itself. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. In fact, the theme of shame hmm. is threaded through the pages of the Bible. Hmm. Hmm. From the beginning, hmm. it hmm. says, hmm. Um, 
we see it from the, the very beginning in mm. the Garden of Eden. Yeah. God created Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Genesis 2.25 mm. says that we're, they were both naked and mm. unashamed. Mm. But in chapter 3, they fall into sin, disobey yeah. God. Mm. And all of a sudden, mm-hmm. there is a shift. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And the very result of that shift is that after they do what they were not supposed to do, they mm. cover themselves. Yeah. So throughout that story of of Adam and Eve, you will find genuine shame. You will find also false shame. You will then find also um, secret shame, mm. you know, mm-hmm. where they then try to hide. Yes. Uh, and, and not come out there and not be out there, not show themselves mm-hmm. and not explore some of their talents and their gifts, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so throughout that story, I like that beginning of time. Because that's where we have a transferred amount of humanism and transferred amount of natural selves <laughs> where our ego speaks more because it's naturally attaching itself to things, where our need for certain uh, positions and certain success <laughs> drives us to get to that point. And the same with shame. Where you find the shame cords, the fidget factors, where one needs to hide, you know, they don't, they are not honest in relationships. And then we think they are pathological liars, and yet it's shame. They're just shamed of talking or discussing their past. They are shamed of exposing um, their minds. How about... Excuse me. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, T. About how how intelligent they are. How intelligent they because are. Because they were shamed as a child. You talk too much. Exactly. Yeah. Or how they want to be um, intimate. Oh. And so they end up not saying that mm-hmm. because they associate it with shame. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the reasons why um, when we then talk about uh, sex in trying to bring it in schools and try to bring it to a certain age group is because it has been associated with shamefulness. It is. It is. And so a lot of people do it in hiding. They uh, are not open to the fact that, oh no, we are intimate, you know. And I have actually seen some couples not even holding hands. When they do hold hands unconsciously, they consciously... Uh, hide from it or run away from it because it's associated with shame. You know, um, and I and I know sh- sh- shame hides so well. Mm. And as you mentioned earlier on, it 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 manifests itself in different ways. Mm-hmm. So you know, you might be suffering from shame if, in fact, you may have heard the following or sometimes you feel the following about yourself mm. because shame is also unique to mm. every person. Mm-hmm. It might be things like um, you are too much in some way. Mm. You're too talkative, too mm. shy, mm. Too, too unattractive. You're too emotional. Mm. They're just some people like me who feel a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, it might be that you feel like you are not enough in some way. Mm. You're not smart enough. You know, you're not funny enough. You are not too thin um, or you're not too cool right mm, these are the mm. things that 
we hear in our mind, that voice that lies to us, that brings us shame. Mm. And so I think also what shame does is that it also can be a doorway to people taking on different personas. Yes. To hide the shame. Yes. Let's go into that a little bit, T. I'll use an example of somebody who grew up being bullied. And so they have always taken the longer route because the shorter route has got bullies along the way. And because of that, they didn't even realize that they have always taken the longer route to the point that the longer route becomes their normal route. And yet there is a shorter route to take. And so by trying to run away from being shamed, by trying to run away from the shame, we take the longer route to certain things in life. We take the longer route to certain conversations or, you know, because it is deemed shameful for a woman to express how she feels for a man to initiate you know, a relationship. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And, and, and because of that, because it has been associated mm. with shame, she feels shameful to express herself. Mm. She feels shamed to um, start the conversation and mm. actually see where, where are we, where are we going mm. with this? And so because of that, we find that normally we take the longer route and yet we could have just taken the shorter route. And that longer route becomes ourselves our persona mm. and so we always tell ourselves like i said earlier on an individual tells themselves oh no i'm shy are you really shy or you were made to become shy because of the shame that you think is attached or is associated mm. with talking somebody projected their own issues on you mm. which made you draw back. draw back yeah and hide and now you think being quiet is ideal for a lady mm or not um, not being... Uh, Respectable. Uh, exactly. You don't want to be brash. You, you associate strong being strong-willed and opinionated as being brash yeah. and unattractive. Yeah. yeah. And so we then uh, make it look like our per personality. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just quiet naturally. Or no, I'm just shy naturally, <laughs> you know, but that's not, that's not what you really are either. You know, mm. you, 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 you have been made to become that based upon the shame that you think or feel associated mm. or attached to that. I completely hear you T. Um, and you know, let's, let's, let's discuss the source of shame. Mm, mm. Mostly starts in our childhood. Mm -hmm. uh, even most loving parents can sometimes have expectations mm, that mm. leave a child feeling like they can't measure up. Yeah. You know, generally parents who are highly critical, mm -hmm. uh, verbally abusive or mm -hmm. emotionally yeah. abusive, uh -huh. neglectful, mm -hmm. will raise children who feel that fundamentally something is not okay with them. And that brings shame. Other people may develop shame because of peer pressure, interactions with your peers or society, interactions in the house of worship, Mm. interactions with pastors, mm. leaders, mm. interactions with teachers. Sometimes our shame comes from school mm -hmm. because you didn't answer a question a teacher mm. asked in class in some way yeah. that was more clear to her. Mm. It might have not been correct, 
but she didn't respond or he didn't respond in a way that was kosher, mm. you then draw back yes. and then shrink and become this person who doesn't even voice their opinions mm. ever. Mm. And then they call you the silent type. Mm. But that's not who you really are because yeah. when you're alone mm. in your bedroom yeah. by yourself and mm. in your car, you have conversations out loud. You debate with the radio station, mm. with the talk mm. host yeah. who is going on and on about politics. Yeah. And you have things to say. You are watching documentaries. You've got a, a, a very... Um, spongy mind you mm. absorb things you you question things you you chew on knowledge you mm. know you mm. you you debate with yourself mm. in front of the mirror mm. you're just not doing it you know with other people because somebody once said that was stupid yeah. when you said something yeah just that that statement alone can mm. cause shame definitely and i've seen quite a lot a lot of people a number of people have actually come to um to bring themselves to this place where you first meet them they are quiet they are reserved they are you know mm. uh, you would actually think that they they have an introvert personality and then when you now um, go into their space they are comfortable with you they are able to talk to you that's when you realize, oh, you're not as quiet as I thought you were, are you? You know? Yeah. And because of that, based on that, that should show you the symptoms and the signs of something that you could be ashamed of. Or, or there's, there could be a shame somewhere where you tell yourself that you are not good enough. There are three three uh, areas where shame can grip let's go into them t um with self-evaluation one can find shame in the internal self who you are mm. and so who you are you may feel shamed of who you are or other people will shame you because of who you are true and then there is the external self, which is the hard way. The internal self is the soft way. So who you are spiritually, what are your beliefs, what are your uh, uh, thoughts, your intellectual capacity, you know, your emotional self, those are who you are. And then you have the external self that may be shamed which is the hard way, mm. how you look, your skin color, your shape, your shape, mm. your body shape, your uh, certain parts of your body that you probably don't feel comfortable with or you don't like. I can relate to that. I remember when I was in boarding school, I went mm -hmm. to an all girls boarding school. Yeah. Um, back then it was a private school, but I don't think it is anymore. Mm. I think right now it's a model C, model C school, but mm. I was in the dorm. Well, you know, at that point, you get to a point where you're dressing in front of other girls. It is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And I remember changing, getting ready to go to school. It was early in the morning and my roommate, it was the first time actually I dropped my towel mm. all the way. Because mm. usually, you know, I'd, I'd hide my body. Mm. Um, and then she said to me, what is wrong with your bum? 
And mm. I said, what do you mean what's wrong with it? And she said, I've never seen a shape like that before. Mm. Do you know, I, I actually, as we, we, that's why I, I thought about this topic um, of shame. Mm. And a friend of mine also suggested that we talk about it. Mm. And I was thinking, that's when my relationship with body dysmorphia started. Mm. Mm. Because I can trace it back to when I became anorexic. Mm. And started overly under eating, mm. constantly thinking about food, constantly thinking, I've got to change the shape of my body and my bum. Mm. There's something wrong with it because mm. she said so. Mm. Mm. And that's somebody I considered a very close friend at, the, at, at that time. So mm. I, I can relate. Yeah. I can relate. Sometimes that, 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 that shame mm. um, is false shame. Mm. Because it came from an external somebody who has her own uh, mindset or has her own thoughts upon how certain things should look or how certain things do look. Yes. All right. And then because of that, it may end up pulling or catapulting other people into a state of shame in itself. Mm -hmm. And then the third part of it is the behavioral self. And that is the product of what you do so we can attach our actions with shame oh they talk too loud or they eat so loud or why do you eat with your hands mm. you know those kind of things small little things that can draw people into a shameful state that can shame people the complexion your skin color oh you are darker than so and so on or you are too fair, you know? Mm. And we find ourselves trying to correct what God perfected, what God called beautiful. And we are trying to correct it because of that shame. We are constantly in a state of trying to correct God, trying to correct our lives, trying to correct by trying to please other people or by trying to feel that we are acceptable and the root is shame it's shame ladies and gentlemen we'll continue this conversation after a quick break enjoy the music
Welcome back, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that song. We are discussing shame. T, a lot of people don't understand or know that narcissism, actually, the roots of it are mm. shame. Yeah. That's why um, they have these images and these masks that they put up because mm. they're trying to hide mm. who they really are. And th that's the thing. The repercussions of shame is that you're always scared of being found out. Mm. You're mm. always scared that somebody's going to expose you for who you are. That's yeah. why you have these many personas. Mm. You know, uh, you and the thing about narcissists is that they're perfect, mm. right? Mm. In their mm. mind, mm. they're perfect. Mm. Uh, they do no wrong. Um, mm. And so they, they try to hold everybody to that kind of standard. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. that's, that's impossible. So can we discuss how narcissism and shame are actually interrelated hence the lowering of the eyes you can actually identify it mm. you know the lowering of the eyes the 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 the, the, the fidgetiness mm. and sometimes you know those kind of people that just want to be all over the show they're just everywhere and and you cannot tame them it's like you were here just now and then now you're over there we didn't even finish this conversation over here and already you were you have gone somewhere else and when you start getting into deep conversations with them, they always try to find a way to run away from it. Mm -hmm. um, with narcissism, especially in adults, it, it's very much related to the defense mechanism That's it. against shame. Mm. shame. And so um, the, that narcissistic personality mm. disorder comes into play. It's very much con connected to shame. Mm trying to hide from the shame or trying to hide from the fact that you have weaknesses mm. and you are trying to cover up those weaknesses and quickly turn them to make them strengths. Mm. You have to acknowledge the fact that as an individual, you have strengths, you have weaknesses, and based upon your strengths, they can pull out your opportunities. And based upon your weaknesses, they can pull out your threats. Mm. And so because of that, you have to evaluate yourself in a way that is healthy and balanced. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, in trying to defend yourself, in trying to be perfect, mm -hmm. I never make a mistake. I always make the right judgment. I always uh, um, um, judge people right. In trying to be so perfect, you always find that you end up now becoming narcissistic. You, you end up becoming arrogant. You end up becoming a bully. And, and, and because you totally believe to yourself that you can never make a mistake, you actually end up believing your personality. I mean, we've got so many people at very high levels and very, you know, that can become bullies, you know. That are bullies. That, that <laughs> are bullies. A conversation is not supposed to even be... Uh, bullish but then they come out strong and they start attacking the next person that's why certain people are not good at debates true they cannot debate and put their points across they actually just gun down the character of the other person because to them it's either win or lose right or wrong exactly mm. and they are so arrogant they don't even see when they are making mistakes mm. No. They don't even want to believe that they are making mistakes. And all because there is a little puppy somewhere inside, that bulldog, 
who is trying to defend and to run away from shame, mm -hmm. to run away from what they think their weaknesses are as shameful. And the thing is, the sad thing about narcissistic personality disorder is that mm. they some of the loneliest people in the world because mm, mm, nobody wants mm. to be around that mm, nobody wants mm. to be around somebody who won't compromise yeah nobody wants to be around somebody who won't look at themselves mm. instead of always pointing the finger at everybody else they're mm. always the victim mm. and everybody's the reason why they do the things they do there's yeah. never accountability or ownership mm. and and that's a very dangerous source mm. of shame it changes it changes you ultimately and how you perceive things. The world through the eyes of a narcissist is mm. very different it's to totally the rest different. of us. And shame may be used by those people who commit um, relational aggression, you know. And they, it, it, it may okay in the workplace in a form of uh, social control or aggression, you know. And so sometimes we, we, we see this manager and we think, Oh no, they are so strict, they are so straight to the point, they want everything done right, you know, they are uh, strong. Meticulous. Exactly. Mm. But then at the end of the day, if you really want to go deeper, it's a relational aggression. Yeah. If you want to go deeper further beyond that relational ag uh, aggression. Go deeper. You then find yourself, <laughs> come on. <laughs> now you're making me sound like, um, uh, uh, yeah, go deeper. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, you find out that they are somewhat running away from shame. They are trying to defend themselves from shame because they feel shame. Mm. Or maybe somebody shamed them in the workplace mm. and told them that their job was not good enough or their efforts were not good enough. And so they feel shamed when they don't go overboard. And so because of that, they become aggressive they become social uh, uh, co uh, controllers. They become, um, their aggression is also brought in with arrogance. Mm. I find that a lot on Twitter, that there are a lot of people that are too aggressive on Twitter. If you want to go deeper and actually try to understand why they are so aggressive. Shame. Shame. Mm. They are ashamed of themselves. Mm. And so they try to be aggressive in defend, in trying to defend their shame from showing. It's true. I mean, you you see you see people post about achievements in their lives. Mm. Most of the, the the responses often are not positive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because then people look at their lives mm. and assess their lives and realize they're not making moves in their lives. Mm. They're not achieving certain goals they, they meant to achieve, and it triggers shame. And what it comes out as is anger. Mm. And it comes out with responses like, why are you sharing? Mm. Who mm. cares? Who, yeah, you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look ugly. Mm. Things like that when mm. that's, that's not a healthy response. And mm. I think oftentimes we need to look at ourselves how we respond to pe how we respond to people's achievements and people's joy in their lives that should tell you your response mm. is coming from a place of shame mm. and that requires you to go and assess yourself mm. 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 right definitely definitely because sometimes we don't even know that we have a defense mechanism mm. 
Sometimes it is an unconscious action that we do. Um, somebody uh, tries to put up something nice. Who cares? You know, <laughs> we don't care, you know. But the fact that you are actually commenting means you do care. Exactly. You know? That's my point. But you're trying to you're trying to just hide from the shame that you associate that post with. Or you put yourself in that person's shoes to say, if I had posted this, would I have received as many likes? If I had posted this, would I have gotten as much attention? And so all you do is to try and come down and pull it down before you even assessing the goodness of that thing. And so sometimes we project our shame without us even knowing it. True. And, and, and we expose our own shame by trying to hide and yet come out later on and say, here I am. You know, the same thing that uh, Adam and Eve did. You know, they tried to hide from God. Yeah. When he asked, where are you? They tried to hide. Mm -hmm. But then later on, they realized, you know what? Here I am. You know, um, they, they brought out their shame in front of the same God they were trying to hide it from. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we think we are hide, hide, hiding our shame quite well. And yet we are actually exposing our shame. True. To the people we want to hide it from. <laughs> That's very true. So how do we become courageous enough to go and explore? Mm -hmm. The roots of our shame. It's not mm -hmm. easy, mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. needs to in, in in order so in order for us to develop as people and be less angry, mm -hmm. less jealous, mm -hmm. less withdrawn. Mm -hmm. Because what what shame also does is it shuts us out. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it it keeps us in a prison. Mm -hmm. We won't have transparent, authentic, healthy relationships with people True. if we're carrying shame. True. So. How do we become brave enough to go and explore the roots of our shame mm. um, and have courage? I think the first and, and, and most important thing is for us to actually get to a point where we can identify ourselves, our, our shame, mm. or when we feel shame, before we even try to trace it down to the roots. So... You would need to first of all identify the fidget factor. The fidget factor is hiding, fidgeting, nervous positive and low levels of stillness. And then you then assess as to why, why am I fidgety? Sometimes nervousness can make you fidgety. You don't want to meet somebody. Or let's take, let's use a, a, a typical example. You meet your ex in a public space. At the pick and pay. And then now, all of a sudden, you don't know what you came for. <laughs> you, you know, you try to, um, you go from one aisle to the next aisle. You take this, you put it back. You're just trying to... You are suddenly disoriented. You are disoriented mm. and you become fidgety mm. and you don't realize that you are actually trying to hide from your shame. You are feeling shame. Why? You could be feeling shame from the loss of the relationship. You could be feeling shame from your behavior in that relationship. You could be feeling shame because you allowed somebody to see your vulnerability and yet they still walked away. 
You didn't reap the benefits. You didn't reap the the benefits of the of, risk you took. Of the risk you took, mm. and so now you feel like if that person is seeing you, they're exposing. They are they are seeing your your exposure. Mm. They are seeing your vulnerability. They are seeing how weak you are. Mm. They are seeing how emotional you are, or some of the irrational thoughts that you have, mm. or some of those. Um, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> private moments, mm. your 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 private action. Mm. You know, you know when you uh, who you are in private. True. You think that they are bringing it out, and so when you meet them, you start to see all those things that you that you look back and look at as mistakes. You become naked. You become naked. But you're ashamed. You are ashamed. Yeah. And it's because of that shame, that negative feeling that you feel when somebody shows up or when something shows up, you, 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 can't, you can't control yourself. You are fidgety. Mm-hmm. Or you can have the freeze factor. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that stillness, that facial tension and silence, all of a sudden it grips you and you can't move, you can't do anything. Your brain stops functioning. You, you, it's like you become paralyzed mm. and you don't know what it is that you have to do. Do I scream? Do I shout? Do I run away? Mm. Do I, you know, and then you just become still. Mm. That can actually also become, it's a freeze factor mm. that can show you that you have some shame. And because of that shame, you might find yourself at that place where you might not be able even to identify What's causing it? Because mm. you have a lack of speech, you have a lack of <laughs> thorough thinking, <laughs> you know, and that freezing is a behavioral response to uh, a threat or a shame. Mm. In in mammals, it's a threat. Mm. In 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 our intellectual mind, it's shame. You are shamed because of something. And so you also have trait shame. With trait shame, it's a negative evaluation which implies flaws which are reflective of the self, you know, rather than of the behavior. Mm. So you, you, you end up seeing yourself with a particular trait. You keep on repeating a particular pattern, you know, and you evaluate yourself and you, 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 you feel shamed of yourself and not the behavior that's done you don't look at the behavior you look at yourself you blame yourself instead of i understand the behavior and so because of that you can also look back and see what what what's causing that sometimes we keep quiet we feel not so intelligent because we feel shamed because of the color of our skin we, we feel shamed because of our accent. We feel shamed because we can't speak English properly. And then you, you end up just being quiet, sitting in a corner somewhere. Just, and then you tell people, no, no, I'm... I'm, I'm a listener. I'm a listener. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm just being observant, mm. you know. Um, it's my first time being here. <laughs> I'm just going to, <laughs> you know. But that may come from the fact that you feel or you notice that maybe you are the only uh, Caucasian in the room. True. Or maybe you, you notice that you are the only African in the room. 
or maybe you, you you have noticed that you are the only mixed race in the room female male in the room you're the only female or the male only male in the room and 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 you feel shamed and you freeze that's true how how does because our emotions are very interconnected with our body mm. what are some of the ways as well that shame can manifest itself uh physically mm -hmm. Uh, like like I was sharing earlier on that um, anorexia was a thing with me yeah. and the roots were shame. Mm. Cutting is also, yeah. you know, yeah. um, a result of shame. What yeah. are the other physical attributes or the actions that presents themselves phys physically mm. um, that are associated to shame team? Um, we spoke about arrogance, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we spoke about aggression. Mm. Um, you know, as you're also saying, cutting mm. of self, mm. you know, uh, especially when we are not uh, pleased with a part of ourselves, we, we try to cut it off or, you know, if we, if we think, remember we spoke about the internal self-evaluation, mm. the, the, the software, who you really are, and then the external self, mm. the hard way. Mm. Maybe you feel you are a woman and yet you have a male body and then you start cutting yourself mm -hmm. because you feel shame mm -hmm. you know and that happens quite a lot in different situations mm -hmm. but then also um, mental illnesses mental disorders can develop from from shame mm -hmm. you know disorientation mm -hmm. confusion anxiety anxiety depression anger mm -hmm you know, um, guilt, yeah. where at the end of the day, everything is in the negative. You don't see any good in anybody or in anything. The whole world is in a mess and you don't see any, there's no hope for the world. True. There's no solution for the world. And so when you start to think like that, you, you, there is some level of shame as an emotion. Shame for how the world has become shame for humanity shame for how much you cannot contribute shame for your ex own existence shame for your own existence mm -hmm. and so those kind of um experiences can get us to a place where we start to act out on it mm -hmm. we start to criticize a lot and see no good in anything start to uh, um, uh, be um, arrogant and bombard people that are trying to bring in solutions mm -hmm. just Call everybody a fool just because they differ from your opinion. Where you are just a, a toxic, um, what was the word I'm looking for? Pessimist. Yes. Mm. Cynical. You're, yes. Mm. You're just cynical. You mm. are. You, you you see no positivity. There is no light at the end of any tunnel. Mm. You just feel like you are in this deep hole, and it's because you feel that the shame that you have, the internal shame that you feel. Mm. The who you are, you are not comfortable with. If it shames you, it can bring out the external self or the behavioral self that you do not want to become. And then sometimes you find out, you find yourself at a place where you like, how did I get here? Yeah, like like people who have who who suffer from alcoholism. Yes. How did I get here? Shame. Yeah. Drugs. Shame. Mm -hmm. Can we talk quickly? Um, about shame and sexuality because mm, I think mm. the two also are mm. interrelatable sometimes mm -hmm. where um, shame leads us to 
to act out sexually mm. and mm. S- the sex we are mm. performing mm. is to shame mm. yeah mm. we 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 are made as human beings in the form of uh that other people would actually then say uh in in in, in we are animals mm-hmm. right and so the things that we do sometimes we do them out of our out, out of the lack of our uh, contribution mm-hmm. or unintentionally mm-hmm. okay and so sometimes you might feel shame that you feel a certain way towards a, a particular sex mm-hmm. and that that part is usually during the developmental stages of a human being mm-hmm. of a child mm-hmm. in their teens they start to experience certain things they start to have wet dreams mm. and at that point in time they feel ashamed mm. um, they go on their menstrual cycle mm. and they feel shame mm. and so based upon that they withdraw and because we are responding to nature as naturally as possible we will feel attached to uh, 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 different sexes sexually it might become shameful to us to say i'm not supposed to be feeling this i'm not supposed to be doing this but we have to come to a place where we understand that when we are in the natural natural things will happen how we then divert ourselves from the from na- from that naturalness if i can call it that mm. from that naturalness of ourselves mm we can then learn to master the nature to leash the beast <laughs> more than we actually are able to expose or explore our inner selves and to actually develop and become ourselves lovely it's you put it very lovely <laughs> i hope so <laughs> you did you put it very lovely um t yeah. how do we speak to ourselves mm. now that we're coming to a close almost mm. how do mm. we begin to speak up to ourselves mm. trying to heal from shame mm. and then how do we let god in mm. how do we come to him and 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 expose our shame mm. because i find that he's the master of yeah. being able to heal shame. Yeah. Yeah. He's great at it. Yeah. Um but but in order to do that we've got to acknowledge mm. Mm. that there is shame to put in front of yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we begin to speak to ourselves in order to get to that place where we put our shame in front of God and say God mm-hmm. this is who i am. Mm-hmm. I need healing in this area. Yeah. God is constantly talking to us. Mm. And i'm reminded of when Jesus was sitting there enjoying talking to his disciples laughing it out and all of a sudden there was a pandemonium of of a crowd there was a loud uh crowd that came and it was an unpleasant protest mm. that was happening and when he looked there they realized they were looking for him and when they were looking for him they brought in front of them a woman who had been caught in in the, the act. act of adultery and so to them 
it was shame. It was shameful. She should have been feeling ashamed of herself. They put her in front there and they asked Jesus, what must we do with her? Because the law says, if we catch anybody in the act of adultery, stone, kill them. What do you say? And Jesus stepped down. He wrote down. I don't know what he wrote down. In the sand. In the sand. Mm -hmm. And um, that part of that part of the desert where they are, it's rocky. It's rocky. It's a rocky desert. And so maybe Jesus wrote in the stone. And when somebody writes in the stone, it's it's it, it becomes an appearance of the same hand that wrote the commandments to declare his divinity it could have resembled the same hand that appeared during the time of the feast and it wrote on the wall and so when they saw jesus writing on the wall a stone and writing is a law of judgment so jesus judged at that very moment he judged I don't know what he judged and what he wrote, but then the next question was a question of asking these guys, does anybody have no sin among you? And if there is anybody with no sin, let him cast the first stone. Because he had already written on the, on the stone, judgment for all. All are forgiven. All are free. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And so he wrote on the stone. All of them left one by one. The one who was ashamed, who was embarrassed, who should have had shame, he asked her, Woman, is there anyone who condemns you? Is there anyone who judges you? She said, There is no one. And then he says, I also don't judge you. Whatever you have done, whatever you were caught doing, I don't judge you. So there is therefore now no condemnation from me or my father. And that's what we should tell ourselves. Every time we feel shame, every time that negative emotion tries to grip us and paralyze us, every time we feel fidgety, we feel like hiding, we feel like going in secret, every time we feel like shame is getting a hold on us, Remember and always tell yourself, there is now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And on that note, we leave you. Remember, you can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Jono? Cheers, guys. See you next week. From me, goodbye. T? Hola. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Enjoy the music. Bye.